Good evening. Welcome to Prac Teacher 101 by Pracky, an online resource made by teachers for teachers. My name's Liam D. Elysiums, and in this episode, we're analysing the teacher drought. Hordes of young educators are leaving the profession, citing that burnout is their reason for their mass exodus. We analyse that and also talk about how you, a young educator, may be going to the profession next year, can avoid it. And that's coming up right now. now said that upwards of 60% of young educators within the first five years of their career simply dropping out of profession and saying that teaching is not for them. They also said this is similar for senior teachers that have been in the game from the beginning. It also affects university students. I've seen this firsthand. Every time I come back from Prague, it seems like half my cohort have completely gone. You ask where Johnny, Johnny's gone. And they say, oh, he's off doing journalism, he's doing graphic design, he's doing marketing. Everyone's deciding that teaching is not for them. Now I'm going, I'm finishing my course up this year, I'm going into the profession next year, and I don't want to get burnt out. I, want to, I don't want to quit in the first five years of my career. I've dedicated four years to completing my course. So I went out and asked one of my senior teaching mates about what advice he can give to a young teacher going into the profession and how to avoid burnout and how to make it easy on yourself. And this is what he said. As a fourth year in a Bachelor of Education going on to my teaching career next year, I can sense a general nervousness amongst my cohort about what teaching is actually going to entail. We see it from your teacher mates, the education network, or whatever it is, about these horror stories about mass teacher exodus, 60% of teachers within the first five years quitting their profession, you've got teachers marking up to here, oh, I've got drafts coming in, and you wonder, is it really gonna be like that? because you don't want to be that, that oh, water skis. So I went out to a senior teacher and asked him specifically about this and his advice. And he actually gave the advice his mentor gave him when he first started. And that was, quite simply, not to do any co-curricular activities at all within the first year of your career. No co-curricular activities at all within the first year of your career. Now, you naturally want to go the opposite way because you're in a school that have given you a chance straight out of university and you want to you know, commit to everything and help them out as much as possible. But what happens there is that you stretch yourself too thin and schools are businesses after all and they'd much rather get you doing a lot of the bulk of the work than hire someone completely new for that role. So for instance, you're doing debating in term one, you may you know, think you're putting your best foot forward and you're helping out, but then term two, you got swimming, you got, de you got debating, you got basketball, you got cricket, and then suddenly your classroom stuff that you actually have to have as crux of being a teacher is lessening as a result. So a simple remedy for this is to cut co-curricular activity and just go, sorry, I really need to focus on my studies because what I've heard is that first year is a massive jump from university. You need to focus on lesson planning, unit planning, you need to get to know your students academically, what works best for them, what doesn't work for them. And if you're too busy out in the footy field to deal with that, then your reputation as an educator will lessen as a result. So you need to treat yourself like a professional, even though you may not feel like one, you're straight out of uni. You need to give yourself the best chance to succeed within your class, because that's really the crux of your profession. You're a classroom teacher. 
And if you're stretched so thin outside the classroom that your lesson planning's lacking, your preparation, your assessment, your unit plans, then you need to really start thinking about what you're doing in terms of your workload. Now, I wrote an article on the teacher drought and it was actually the first thing that went up on pracke.com. Maybe I'll print it out and frame it in 20 years time. But it basically talked about the teacher drought because at first when I saw the statistic that you know upwards of 60% of teachers within the first five years of their careers are dropping out deciding that teaching is not for them, I reacted. I was alarmed as most people would be. They're going 60%, how the hell is this happening? What I think is the, the problem is, is that too many people within Australia, too many students are going to other degrees. Not many people are going to education. I know a lot of people go to law, business, architecture, but education kind of gets chucked to the side a bit. Whereas in countries like Finland, I know it always gets chucked out as the gold standard of national education. But they say that being an educator, being a teacher is something that you're born with. That skill is something inherent. It's not actually something that you can teach to somebody, ironically enough. Yet within Australia, I know how many times have educators, you had a barbecue, and you say what you do, or you say what you study, you get the old cliches like, those who can do, those who can't teach. So that's kind of the reputation that education has within countries like Australia. And then you wonder why people don't want to do it. The main reason why I think people think it's easy is because of the OP rank, which is the, uh, the OP the, in Queensland that you need when you leave school, you get like a rank and you go and it gives you like a university score to go in. And what I think a lot of people make the mistake of is thinking that OP is somehow related to difficulty, not demand. OP is completely dedicated to demand, which tells you that law isn't demanding more lawyers. As I said before, there are more students than actual lawyers. It's screaming out for quality education. But people go, oh, 14, that's easy. You can, you can piss about in school for the last two years and easily get a 14. So education must be easy. That's not the way it goes. So upping the OP rank probably wouldn't help either, but we need to change probably the national opinion on education and make it more exclusive. So people think, oh yeah, education's a quality course to be in and it's on the, along the same lines of law where the students stick around to the very end. So I think if you had more students like this that are in it for the right reasons, completing the course, the dropout rate wouldn't be so high, wouldn't be up in the 60%. And we're doing an event with one of, the, uh, one of Brisbane's universities and they said, look, let's chuck out the negativity surrounding education. It's a fantastic job to be in. It's different every day. You get to work with young people. You get to teach them about your passion area. It's a fantastic job and I'm sure a lot of you watching completely love it. So I'm sick of this burnout negativity surrounding education. If you're in it for the right reasons, you set yourself up well, like the advice from the senior teacher say, there's no reason why you can't do this or some form of this until you retire and that, that to be your legacy. It's burnout. What is burnout? If you're doing something you love, you don't burn out. So that's my advice to you. Find something you love doing, and if it's education, set yourself up and put your best foot forward and give yourself the best chance to succeed. Thank you very much for watching. My name's been Liam D. Elysiums. Make sure to subscribe below, and I'll see you next week.